it is recording. It's, it's been recording the whole time. Yeah, the whole time. Holy shit! You should have said something, man. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know. Sorry. All right. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the throne with J.C. Revis. This is episode two, and I am very happy to welcome the lead singer of Unoya, Alex Moreno, to the show. Man, thank you for joining hey. me. Yeah, dawg. So what's up, man? Episode two. Two. Another episode with my bandmate. As you can see, we're a very popular show thus far. Cle- clearly killing the game right now. Last time I saw, we had like 11. You had 11? Like I think years? 20 now. So I'm doubling up. You know what I mean? I'm doubling up. That's what's up. But yeah, man, thank you for coming on. It's, it's something that I'm trying to do. So I appreciate the support just from joining the show. Thank you. No, I'm glad to be here. Have you ever done a, like anything like this before? Um, yeah, I have actually, um, not, I mean, I usually not a very front person and talk about, you know, like stuff like that when I'm in cameras and stuff. I'm actually kind of shy when it comes to that aspect, but yeah, I've been to a radio, um, uh, three times already. And I also, yeah, not, not, nothing to brag about, but it's, (laughs) it's sincerely like, no, it's just, I just been in the radio three times and yeah, done actually a podcast, uh, one time, kind of like an. A podcast itself. Do you remember what it's called? I'm so sorry. I think <laughs> there's this guy called Randy Rock that is like this local dude that is kind of like a DJ. Okay. That he has like his own like radio thing going on, and it's really cool, man. Um, he actually is running through some radio waves, and I know people listen to him in Europe and stuff like that. He's really cool, man. Where dude, Randy Rock? Yeah, Never Randy Rock. The dude gave us a, a pretty cool interview. He We were there for like an hour. And then also on top of that, he started putting one of our songs in cycle, you know, when it's just music. Yeah. You know, like, just, what station was it? It was like a radio station? Yeah, it's a radio station. Unfortunately, it's not the kind of radio station you can just pick up on your on your car. It's like you need a special kind of like... Is it like a satellite radio? Yeah, it's like a satellite radio. Exactly, oh, man. Okay, so that okay. it's not like you can like go like... I don't want to listen to WR one ten. What I'm fucking done, and you go. I gotta go listen to Randy Rock. <laughs> and you okay. switch now. Nah, you need a phone. You need technology for that shit, man. That okay? So you have to like subscribe to something again? Yeah, but no, it's definitely that's still cool, fucking man. badass, dude. Um, the other two times I was in radio, um, um, well, I was a lot younger, but, but yeah, I went to WRN. Okay. Uh, to play with my friend Mike. Right, right. I remember. I think like around first when I joined the band, you said you had to go do something on the radio. Yeah, actually, that was the second time. That was the second time you did that. Yeah. I had no fucking idea. That's fucking badass, dude. <laughs> what did you do? You played a song and did an interview. Yeah, or yeah. Was we just a song. We no, we played three songs and the interviewed us in between here and there. So it was it was super cool, man. I mean, definitely fun. I mean, what you were hearing, if you're listening in those occasions, were definitely just live. Right off the radio, you know, it's just playing right from there. Wow. And you, there's actually what's cool about the WRN is that the show, um, his, I think the radio guy is called Mike as well. Um, yeah, with the radio show, um, he's just recording, you know, he plays a lot of cool, like, and, you know, all the world music and stuff like that. And then he also have folk singers and stuff like that. So he invites, he has a show that he usually does on Sundays and he does invite a lot of guests in it. And it's That's super cool, dope, man. So he still does it? Yeah, he's still around, dude. Every Sunday? Yeah. And it's a radio show. It's a radio show, yeah. It's so is really it like good. a local station, like one of the yeah, local stations? Yeah, local station. Yeah, right here in Miami. What it's is the it? WRN. It's I mean, the I've also... never heard of it. 
they run the PBS channel. Oh, okay. the PBS, you know the PBS kids. Uh, yeah. PBS. Oh, yeah. fuck! So that's like that's a big deal. It's a yeah, it's a big that's station. That's a big deal, uh, and, uh, So a lot his... of people heard your shit. Yeah, like that's, that's awesome. it's pretty cool. But you know, like I, I told a lot of people when I was in high school, not a lot of people, but I told like my teachers, I was like, oh, because uh, they they be like, oh, is you you playing guitar? I'm like, yeah, I'm actually going to be in WRN. And a couple of my teachers heard me, and they're like. Wow, you're a celebrity. You're a secret celebrity. Dude, that's crazy. It, it's cool, too, because the music that we were playing to was, like, really cool. It's uh, folk music. But it's not really folk music. It has flavors from everything. Uh, you know, I'm playing bass. Mike is playing the acoustic guitar. And John plays this kind of, like, crazy electric guitar stuff. But it's not, like, distorted. It's, like, jazz fusion stuff. Oh shit! Um, and then Sean, he's just an amazing drummer and percussionist. Big dude, but man, he's amazing. Dude, that I mean, was it like nerve wracking playing on the radio? What was that like? It 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 is like nerve wracking, but it's also like it's super chill. Like the vibe of the show itself is so like cool. That's like there's no stress. You know, I mean, it's super super cool. And yeah, wow. I I can't even imagine what that you play the bass or the guitar. The bass. Okay, and you just played like. Do you guys do covers or are there originals? No, it's that... all original music. Who we, writes it? Uh, Mike. Okay. Um, actually, Mike does have a, did have a really good friend called Frank, Frank Smith, and he plays a lot of songs from Frank Smith. Actually, but Mike is not the only one that does. There's actually like a whole community of like folk musicians here in. Miami, really? That yeah, they know a lot about Frank Smith. Frank Smith lived in Georgia for a while, but he, you know, the thing about that the dude is super cool. Like he wrote sci-fi country music. Sci-fi country music. Yeah. Okay. Sci-fi so country music. That. Yeah, it's essentially it's like all the lyrics are themed with like sci-fi stuff so like <laughs> like that's I, cool so it's like, like based on like star trek and shit or like yeah exactly no so way like, really like, like based not, on star not trek? like star trek but it's like its own weird thing like okay one of the songs is we play is called brussels sprouts from march from mars or mars from... mars oh okay and, so brussels sprouts from mars yeah dude and it's like oh, talking about these aliens that you know they're plant beans and they're really pissed off that human beings are eating them <laughs> And yeah, it's amazing, and and then after this, I this I afterwards there's a fucking hero, and this motherfucker just goes to like the water tower and blows it up, and he starts torching it up, and the steam just cooked the Russell sprouts, what? and then the people, yeah, the people went and started eating them. It's a it's a it's amazing. Wait, so they were like, it's like a, you ever seen Courage the Cowardly Dog? Yes, or like it's they had exactly. those eggplants like underground. They're like evil or some shit. I could only describe the music to you, like yeah, be, l- watching that show. <laughs> they trying to get the water out of the well. And yeah, shit. but think, yeah, it's amazing. It's That's that, crazy. The dude was an amazing writer, dude. Amazing, just like. So what? Where did he get the idea to come up with sci-fi folk music? And what got you into folk music? Because we're in a fucking metal band. Like, you know what I mean? That's such a diff, like a distinction. Well, this, I, I listen to everything, man. I just, no, like, same here, but folk is like, I don't, I don't even listen to, I don't know. I don't no, know. no, no, dude. I, I mean, I listen to everything. Like, the one of the genres of music that I listen to the most is cinema, kind of like 70s jazz fusion pop thing. I also uh, listen to a wow. lot of old French music. 
old French music? You mean like 15, like revolutionary time French music? Or? No, I mean like 60s <laughs> fucking acid tablets, weed, Oh, coke. fuck. Dude, are they in jazz, jazz, I, just Some coked up French dude? Yeah. <laughs> They're actually, my favorite conductor, which he was also involved in that scene, but it was kind of funny because he was way older. Uh, Bruno Nicolai. Who? Bruno Nicolai. That's a badass name, dude. Yeah, he's Italian, dude. And the motherfucker wrote, like, crazy music. So, like, if you li- try to listen to, like, uh, that kind of French pop music, he will pop in because he, he wrote a lot of music for, like, the movies back then. Like, introductions, beautiful things. In man. the 70s, you say? 60s to 70s. Okay. So, but what's funny is, like, he did that, and by that time, he was already 60 when he got in, into kind of, like, that niche Fuck. of stuff. That's nuts, and dude. yeah, dude. A lot of people don't know about him, but he wrote amazing stuff. Like he wrote music for Western movies, so like the good, the bad, and the ugly kind of music. Yeah, no, like Ecstasy of Gold and shit like that. Yes. Well, he didn't necessarily write that, but even pieces like that. Yeah, but he wrote That's a lot a sick of those. Ass like, piece. oh, another one that he wrote too. That little Snoop Dogg line that. Gang, 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 gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. wrote that in one of his Western music. Really? Yeah. That's so that's a, a sample? Yes. Or that's, like that's they a, redid yeah. the same yeah, chords or something? Sample, yeah. Wow. Actually, I didn't even know that yeah, was a it's, fucking it's fucking sample, cool, dude. dude. So like that dude is, you know, people heard his shit. It's just that they don't know they have. It's funny. <laughs> that's true. That's a, that's the case with a lot of classical music, dude. You'd exactly. Be surprised. He, he fits in that kind of thing, dude. Like sincerely, like Pete, the, this motherfucker, you, will, you have heard some of his stuff. You just don't know it's him. It's fucking funny. It's great. He, all his music is cool. He also wrote, like, amazing enough, he wrote Western mo- movies. He also wrote, most of his catalog is horror music movie. Oh, so okay. I know what you're saying. tension building stuff. Right, 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 right. Dude, he did a lot of that. But then on top of that, he also wrote music for porn. That yeah dude i mean yo that's that's yo man they get that's like the shit ron jeremy was fucking too well not particularly like there's this uh it's like that kind of like cinematic porn movies like i don't know how to explain like sweet movie like what there's this movie that like is like chick friendly porn like they don't show full penetration n- like no, that no, pussy no. ass I don't shit know. it's like there's a movie going on <laughs> but they will fuck but I, we're not talking about no like, really fuck though. But they not, have like a nice story. No, no, no. It, it won't be like seven, like Fifty Shades of Grey. That shit sucks. Yeah. No, uh, they will sincerely show fucking penis and ass. <laughs> Can you go to a movie theater for this though? Yeah, dude. This was like I don't know how the fuck like this this thing happened. Like I feel I feel like back then they were so much more uptight, but they were also more liberal in certain aspects. <laughs> Dude, I heard that Times Square was just filled with these porn places where you could literally go in, pay some money, jerk your dick, like looking at like it was like a movie theater for with porn, like like you're basically saying. But yeah. Times Square, this place was supposed to be some kid friendly tourist attraction with a fucking was it like a Toys R Us or some shit? But that was actually fairly recent that it was a to- uh, an attraction like that. It became an attraction because it was such a shithole that people knew about it and it's like, oh fuck. I'm coming to America. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I, I want to fucking hit some coke, you know? Like the Vegas of the East? Yeah, exactly. It's in New York? fucking same thing. You want to be a degenerate? Go to Times Square at 2 p.m. to the nudie show. Jerk your <laughs> dick next to a bunch of weird fucks in coats. Stroke, stroke, stroke. No, for real, dude. But 
you know what's weird, man, is the fact that you play all these instruments. Uh, I mean, what's the first one that you actually picked up? And, oh, the and bass. Learned? Really? Yeah. The, the stand-up bass or the bass guitar? The bass guitar. Um, yeah, when I, uh, I always wanted to play music, and actually it wasn't the first instrument I picked up, but my dad found a really cool classical guitar in the trash. Like, we used to live in an apartment complex in Hialeah, and that thing sucked. Okay. Um, and we're actually not doing very well back then. We are kind of poor, but we weren't, like, starving poor. We were just kind of like, yep, um, yeah, no TV again. <laughs> yeah. Back when TV actually mattered, though, I don't even have TV, nigga. Fuck, fuck no, I know, but dude, back then it was like when Kids WB was oh, on. Oh man, you know that you know they gave The Simpsons and then Seinfeld. You know, it, it was that that kind of time. And then on top of that, like sometimes my mom would be like, "Okay, we're not turning on the AC for eight hours." Kind of, oh, kind of, oh, dude, just timing of, out the AC times? Yo, exactly. Ooh, man, my mom's doing that shit now. I hate it. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and that's what I'm telling you. That kind of poor, that's what we were. Oh, man. I was like, you know, you once, like, you know, Blue Moon, it would be like, oh, let's, you know, let's order something out tonight. No, oh, just shit, like, we ordering? Like, oh, shit. Exactly. It was like, oh, my God, what? We're going out to eat? No way. Well, it was, it was that kind of poor. But anyways, <laughs> my dad... Found uh, in that apartment complex, my dad one time he went to throw out the trash and it was raining. But he came back and he came back with a fucking guitar. The and we're like, fuck? we're like, what happened? He's like, he's like, I I was throwing the trash and in the trash there was a guitar there and he just picked it up. It's this white classical guitar that I still have to this day and I actually write a lot of music in that guitar. Oh, is that? Did we use that for vocal practice once? Yes, we used it for oh, vocal. Oh, that that's actually a nice ass guitar, dude. Yeah, dude. What's cool about the guitar is that the guitar has like a, a has um, well the surface of the guitar, the the body, it is a bit cracked, and I think that's why they threw it away. But I don't think they knew what they were doing because the guitar still plays very well. Uh, it didn't affect anything structurally, so you know it's all good. But we got that guitar, and I must have been nine years old. Shit, and you still have it. Yes. So, but this is the thing. My dad gave that guitar to my little sister, and my little sister was such a fucking bitch. Like, I would, I would, I would, I would, I would so she never hears this, huh? Yeah. No, no. She knows it. I told her. But she, you know, she would fucking grab, you know, I would grab that guitar because I wanted to play, and she would be like, no, give me my guitar. It's like, but you don't even use it. And she's like, no, still. So I was unable to grab that guitar. Okay. Is and, that why you decided to go for the bass? Well, my this is what happened. What ended up happening? My brother, I think, when he was like in tenth grade, which is actually the guitarist of our band, he picked up the guitar. I think when he was like maybe fourteen or fifteen. Nah, he must have been fifteen. Yeah, fifteen or sixteen. He was. That's kind of late. Yeah, he picked it up pretty late. Uh, but he, you know, he started playing. He bought an acoustic guitar, and after he bought the acoustic guitar, I really went like, okay, that's it. I need to pick up an instrument. If he's doing it, I need to do it because I always love music. Like, okay. Ever since I was a little kid, I, I always liked it. But like, I'm like, okay, if he's doing it, I need to do it too. And since he was playing guitar, I went like, fuck it. I'll do the bass. And that was just kind of how I picked up the bass. So, you know, I started playing bass for like, like two years at that point. I picked it up when I was 13. And after I started playing the bass, you know, it just, everything else just came along. So after that, I picked up the guitar as well. Because ever since I picked up the bass, I remember playing a lot and going like, oh, this is cool. And I would start writing songs. 
And I actually used to use Guitar Pro, and I would just tap out songs I would write, and I make really cool, like, intricate stuff with that when I just started playing. So then I'm like, okay, I need to write guitar parts, but I'm like, okay, I have absolutely no idea how to play guitar. But just from, you know, reading a few things here and there on the website and just talking to people who already knew how to play guitar, um, I would ask Brian a lot of stuff. And Brian did try to teach me, but he has no patience, so... It didn't go very far from that, so. But I picked up the guitar and I was listening to a lot of um, a lot of music, you know. I was listening to a lot of metal, so it just rubbed off, and that's how I learned how to play guitar, I guess. Okay, so you started with the bass, and kind of just eventually with the time when you started writing your own music. I mean, you have to write guitar parts, basically the melody of it. Exactly, and then after that, we got a keyboard a little bit afterwards when I was like sixteen. Okay. And Brian really, you know, that's the instrument. It's funny because he plays the guitar, but he really likes the piano. So he picked up the piano. But as, you know, we're, we share the same room still. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. So like pretty much he, you know, he, he got the piano and um, he got a piano and I started playing with it too. Cause, you so know, you guys was, both know how to play the piano? I don't know how to particularly play the piano very well, but I have enough knowledge well i have a lot of good musical knowledge like i have i know a lot of musical theory so like the piano is such a simple instrument to look at and go like okay this is a c so you know as long as you learn the basic stuff like chords chords right yeah you can get by and that's another thing that i implement start implementing my music immediately as soon as i start learning stuff in piano i'm like oh okay cool so i would throw in piano pieces and then afterwards it became like part of the arrangement always oh okay and then the other instruments it just kind of came along the ukulele if you know anything that you play in the guitar in the first four strings you can play in the ukulele so it's a very simple instrument to play <laughs> so you could literally just like pass over exactly what you know in the guitar and just pass it over to the uke and you can play the song that's crazy i mean that's funny a lot of people so don't know that too it's like really? a lot of people yeah because the tuning is completely different but a lot of people don't know about that so they grab it and they're like Oh, and it's like it's like a whole new thing, and they trying to decipher the chords, and it's like, no, you you play them exactly like a guitar first four strings you would, and then after that clicks in, they start they start shredding on that thing. It's crazy. Man, I've never <laughs> I've never been good with string instruments, dude. I tried to pick up the guitar, um, like in between, because I, I I didn't play the drums for like a good six seven months at one point when I was like in middle school. Mm-hmm. And I tried to pick up a guitar. I had a, like a, a Squire and shit, you know, classic. I had a Squire. Oh, my I first had guitar. an Ibanez Geo. That was oh, my first guitar. Shit. I don't even know what that is, though. <laughs> uh, dude, it's it's like the Squire version of Ibanez. Oh, okay, it's, okay. Uh, it's like straight bass model. Fucking comes yeah. with the amp, the lunchbox amp. Yeah, dude, exactly. And what's cool about it is that it brought this gig bag with it too, yeah. and a bunch of little things. But what's funny is that I bought that guitar and. My dad bought that guitar for me for my 15th birthday. So that's when I was going to learn how to play guitar because Brian did not want me to use his stuff because I'm pretty clumsy. Oh, okay. So he, you know, I would grab his guitar and immediately he would just complain. Bitch out. You bitch out. So it's just like, oh, fuck, I need to get mine. So my dad bought me that fucking guitar and I was so happy. And Brian opened the gift. Oh, wow. Why? Because he thought he was his or because he was being a dick? No, he was just being a fucking dick. <laughs> and he opened that shit and I just got salty as hell. But, dude, okay, so I got that guitar. 
So fucking, we were uh, we were in my room one time because we used to have like band rehearsal between me and Brian in my bedroom, like when we used to live in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> okay. And fucking, no, he just knocked my guitar down one time, and the nut of the guitar broke. So like the strings were just completely flopping over and stuff like that. So I was like, oh. And back then, I thought you know repairing something like that was impossible, like. So Ryan was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So then afterwards, we moved to fucking Hollywood, Florida. So we weren't living in Fort Lauderdale anymore. And we moved to Hollywood, Florida, and we're right next to Guitar Center. And he bought the nut, and he right. fixed the guitar. And I started playing guitar that first week. I'm like, hell yeah. It was awesome. So, and then like a couple, like maybe a month later, my friend Bianca, right, uh, this girl that I was friends with like in middle school and high school, um, she invited me over to her house because she had a boyfriend that started playing guitar, which, I mean, funny enough, that was actually our previous drummer. His name is Holden. Oh, and That's how shit. I met Holden. Okay. And we were playing guitar and shit, and it's like, you know, we we're like, hey, cool, cool, cool. So I started walking back home with Bianca, and the, the gig bag ripped completely in the bottom, and the guitar fell out. And the neck just broke in half. Oh, like that. So fuck. Like, I only had the guitar for like a month. It was crazy. I only had that guitar for one month. And that guitar just, it was done. Goodbye. The Ibanez, right? So Yeah. And I Damn. barely got to play it, man. Because my dad bought that guitar for me. Like, you know, for November 25th. That's my birthday. And like January, the neck broke. <laughs> like, no, no. Fuck. But the nut, the nut broke. And then afterwards, you know, it took like a year to get that shit fixed. The neck, and right? Because you could just the, unscrew it the, off. The nut, yeah. It's well, you can just unglue. You can just pull it out most of the time. It's pretty easy. But then, like literally, I had it for like another month, and then it, the neck broke, and that was pretty much it for that guitar. Wow. So okay, so you're saying you sat around for a year with the fucking nut yeah, broke, and then as soon broken. as you fix it, it, it fucking yeah, the it neck busted. Exactly. That's so, garbage, dude. Straight shit, dude. So how did the back break? Did it have like a small tear, and you just didn't see it, or what, what happened, the neck dude? Break? No, like the, the, the gig bag. How did it tear, dude? I guess. I didn't know. The thing about that, dude, that gig bag, the fucking gig bag they used to have for that, that starter pack. It's like super was, thin, right? Yeah, dude, it was thinner than a fucking paper, man. It was fucked up. <laughs> and, you know, I just didn't take that into consideration. And the thing about that, you open it up from the bottom where the oh. zipper is at. So it tore for, for like from where the zipper starts and shit like that. It just tore from there on. And the yeah, the guitar just dropped and it broke like the neck. I was just oh my god, I lost my shit. I actually started kicking the guitar on the floor. Shit, really? Bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So how long was it before you got a guitar after that? Oh dude, it was a while. What'd was, your dad say? My dad was like, uh, the truth is that like in honesty, at that time I was like fifteen or sixteen, and my dad, you know. It shit just got weird in the house, like in All right. yeah. So I wasn't talking to my dad very much after that, like pretty much at that point. So yeah, so my dad, I, I don't think he even knew about it. Oh, okay. It, so you just happened. tossed it? Not that I even tossed it. I kept it in my room, but he didn't know the the guitar neck broke. Like, <laughs> uh, he, it just it wasn't in, it wasn't important at that moment. I think. Did you ever fix it? Yeah, I fixed it, and then I, it's just been like a project guitar from this point on, because we sanded it, we tried to paint it. We, oh, well, is that the like, guitar that um that Brian has? It has no, like a handle no, no, in no. it or some shit? No, no, that one, the one that I have, is in the little box under my bed. 
Oh. The, the Ibanez is still under in the low box under my bed, and that's that's it pretty much with that guitar. But dude, it took me like a year after. So I was like seventeen when I picked up the guitar. Like Fuck, seven, yeah, I was seventeen when I picked up the guitar and again like properly picked it up so like i'm telling you i had it but i just it was very long periods of break of time within each time i picked up the guitar so 17 i picked it up um so brian i guess you know he started chilling out and he he bought me a guitar man he just bought me a, a this cool ass classical guitar a giannini I don't know. It sounds Italian. It's, yeah, it's actually Brazilian. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, it's a Brazilian brand. Brazilian. The, Giannini. It sounds Giannini. like Italian, but all right, I'll take it. Dude, but dude, the guitar was fucking cool. It was old as fuck. It was from the 1970s, and it was this fat-ass classical guitar, and it sounded amazing. So, yeah, dude, from that guitar, I started playing a lot. That was that was my guitar to go to. What's your favorite instrument to play of everything? Oh, the bass. No. Is it just because you started? I mean, what is it about the bass that you like so much? I, I guess it's because it's the one that I started with. It's the one I feel most comfortable with. That I makes mean, sense. I like playing guitar a lot, but and all the other instruments, it's just that particularly on the bass, it's just kind of like, it's almost like a second nature at this point. Like, I just pick it up and I don't have to think about it. Like, you know how like, Man. when you know how like even, you know, for maybe it still happens, but like when, you know, It'll be like playing on a, you know, you're so used to playing your drum set and then, you know, you had to sit in a little four jazz kit and you had to play the same exact thing kind of thing. It's just kind of like, you know, it's, you can definitely do it, but it's just, you know, you're going to have to like think about it. On yeah, the bass, exactly. Yeah. On the bass, I just sit down and just, I do my thing pretty much. Um, yeah. I'm pretty fortunate too that like I have a pretty good ear. So most of the time, like if, cause I do a lot of jam music sometimes. Um, and when I jam with the guys, it's like, for me, it's just kind of like, I just had to sit down, listen to a bit and I can come in and it's usually on the pocket. Um, I also play cello and mandolin too. Cause, uh, I think we forgot to mention that. Yeah. Uh, that's some nutty shit, man. You played on um, the cello in the, um, the second track on the EP, right? Yep. Uh, what, uh, I, I wanted to get into that at some point, but I mean, of the cello and the mandolin, like where the fuck do you pull those instruments from? Well, the thing about it is I always, like, I think the cello came naturally because I always like kind of like orchestra, orchestra music. Like, I listen to a lot of classical music, and I listen to Stravinsky, you know, Mozart. Yeah, I actually started that. listening to classical music recently on your recommendation. So, like, Chopin and all that shit, I had no idea exactly. who these fuckers were. But like you said, I had definitely heard their shit before. You know what I mean? It's just that the, I, I let YouTube autoplay classical music and like every track yeah, I've heard a bit out of it. You know what I mean? Exactly. And dude, like what's cool too is like a lot of that music they use it in commercial movies and stuff like that. So when you actually start learning, oh shit, I really like this one. This is a symphony number two or something and it plays in this commercial. Oh, I, I know it. And then afterwards you actually start listening to the entirety of the piece and you're like, wow, this is great music. Yeah, dude. I feel so, you. So that's when I picked up the... Um, the you know that's when I the picked cello up the, and shit. the cello, but what was cool is that I actually one time um I have a friend called Danny and he's living in Maryland right now, really fucking cool dude. Um, anyways, it was his birthday and his birthday's on October. Okay. So um his mom for like a birthday gift he gave him all this like really rare coins like silver dollars like and, quarters and half dollars and shit. Yes, exactly. Like all this fuck from like. Like almost the years that they were made, like okay. initially were made, and so essentially he went to a pawn. He gave it to him so he can pawn it and buy himself whatever he wanted. 
So I drove him to the pawn shop near a Hard Rock Hotel. And, you know, it's like... I used to live there, dude. Yeah. That, like, that right area, across the street. It's pretty shitty. That area is interesting for sure because it's, like, near Davie, which is almost like a farmland. But then yeah. it's, like, city as fuck. So it's, like, kind of like... A, it's, like, a fusion of, like, all that little stuff. Well, anyways, on the Hard Rock, you know, people go to gamble there. Of so course. That pawn shop is crazy. They have a bunch of stuff. So they have section for your jewelry, you know, bikes, lawnmowers. Was it the value pawn and jewelry, yeah, dude, next pond. to the tire place and shit? Yeah, and the yeah, fresh dude. market. Yeah, thing. yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. So, dude, that fucking pawn shop, man, I, went, I took him over there, and he was trading his coins, and there he had a cello right there. I'm like... Oh shit! And I started playing it like I was playing a bass and shit. And I was like, "Oh, this shit's so fucking cool." And then the lady's like, "Oh, you want it?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do, but I don't have that kind of money." It was three hundred and thirty dollars. So I'm like, "Fuck, I, I really don't have that kind of money." And I didn't know anything about money. He's like, "No, you could put like a down payment when you pick it up. You pay the rest." I'm like, "Oh shit! How long is the the you guys hold it for?" It's like a month. We hold a down payment for a month. Anyways, you can't take the cello right now because it was on hold. Because in Florida, they do this thing called police hold, essentially. So any Make sure it's not stolen, right? Exactly. You have to have it in the store for a month. So they do layaways, essentially. Gotcha. In all these places. So I bought the cello, and I had to come a month to pick it up. So my friend Danny's birthday, he did that like in his birthday week. Um, it wasn't exactly on Halloween, but Do you remember birthday, how much he got for the coins? I was curious. He got like 50 No, no. He got 50 or $60, I think. That's it? Yeah. Oh, but some more, man. At least like a hundred, hundred fifty or some shit. I know, but dude, like it was, it was pretty funny. I mean, I, he, I think he blew most. I think he bought himself like some video games, but he blew most of that on candy. <laughs> like, it, dude, we're like, yeah, we're. I, I wish I could say that we we're still in high school, but we're. I was already like twenty. That's what I'm saying. What kind of grown ass man wastes sixty dollars on candy and video games? That bro? motherfucker. That's the, like that, that what. Dude, an eight-year-old would do with his birthday money. I got fifty dollars. Take me to Target so I can candy. No, bro, that games. dude had it thought it out, bro. But, Jesus, dude, I was twenty years old. I was working. I was fucking miserable. No, that motherfucker just <laughs> that, that dude was just rolling, dog. That's <laughs> that's how it is. And no, dude. And I got the shallow, dude. So like, his birthday is like literally a month away from mine. Right. So like I'm bo- mine's is in November and so like I put the down payment immediately like it was like November twenty fourth which was like Wednesday or some shit like that and I bought I got the show for my birthday essentially I was like dude this shit's fucking raw so did you just how did you know how to play the cello before you got it no I didn't I just kind of started picking it up and start kind of like playing with it and stuff like that and then from like just you know I didn't even watch YouTube videos but essentially what I did is I watch. I went to Wikipedia to see what was the tuning because I didn't even know the tuning for it. Right, cello. right. So I bought the cello and I bought a bow and I got a string. So I started, I put it on tuning on the right tune and shit. And I just started jamming on it. And afterwards, you just learn the arrangements, you know. Um, what's really cool is that uh, cello, the, wor- the way you do chords, essentially is like, it's similar to the guitar. But it's like if you were playing the, f- the top four strings. Okay. So it'd be like your G, your D, your A, and your B. Okay. But I mean, I don't flip, know what those are, but okay. Yeah, the the notes, but it's like you flip them backwards. So like it starts on the uh, E, the A. Wait, the I e. thought the guitar, the first guitar on the on the guitar was an E. Aren't there two yeah, E's? Yeah, there's the two top E's. and the bottom, right? There's there's two E's. Oh, so you start from the bottom of the guitar. The, yeah, 
exactly. So you just like you, you flip it and then you go a couple of steps down on it and you have the chords. So essentially you can do the chords that you do in the guitar, but just like backwards. Oh. And and they and you'll get a chord on the cello. And you figure and, that shit out on your own? Yeah. That's crazy. That's some fucking Elon Musk shit, bro. And then but this is the thing too. Afterwards, like the next year I bought me a mandolin. And that's probably like the thing I play the most after the bass. Mandolin and bass. I play mandolin a lot more than the guitar. That's actually. an interesting instrument to play. Producer, how much time we got so far? A thousand seconds? Oh, oh shit. fuck. A thousand dude. seconds? I can't do a math on that. I fuck. don't know how much Okay, we'll figure that. this out. Live on the throne, we're going to figure out how many seconds is a thousand. Wait, how many minutes is a thousand seconds? Wait, what are we at now? 996. Nine? Oh, okay, okay. So a thousand seconds. So it's 60 seconds in a minute, right? So I just have to divide that by 60? Yeah. That there's no way we've only been talking for 16 minutes. I am not that lit. No, actually, dude, if you go on the Ableton, you can go. You see the. Oh, uh, you see the. If it's been 16 minutes, I'm gonna shoot somebody. No, dude. Oh wait. Okay, go go to the go down and go to like the blue the baby blue channel. Oh man. There's no way it's only been 16 minutes. I refuse to believe that. I'll just Google it, dude. I'll just Google it. What? It's 16 minutes? No, it's been 30. It's been like 36 minutes. 36 minutes. Okay, all right. So we still got some time. Now, yeah, I wanted to ask about the EP that we put out. Uh, the Age of the Eternal Ice Plague. Shameless plug. Uh, find it on iTunes, Spotify, title, and YouTube. Uh, buy it at our shows. Oh, about EP? Yeah, I wanted to ask because you wrote all the lyrics. Um, and apparently it's a concept album or project. So can you explain to me what... Because I fucking am part of it. I don't know what the fuck the story is. So Dude, explain that it's, to me. it's not even that they're stories, but they're, it's not a concept. It's like it's more of a theme kind of thing. It okay. follows like a certain theme. So... A lot of people don't know, and I kind of like kept it very hidden, but essentially the theme of the whole EP is Dark Souls, which is this game that I'm obsessed with. No, I know what Dark Souls is. In a very unhealthy is. way. And all the lyrics... But the number one, number two, Bloodborne, number one, which one? Dude, it was number one, because when I wrote that shit, it was still Dark Souls 1. There wasn't Dark Souls 2 at the moment, so... So go. I want to do this. But I want to go song by song for all the people who are hearing this podcast that have not heard the album. How? How have you found me and you've not heard the EP yet or seen us live? But but go song by song. So live by the fire. How, how does that pertain to Dark Souls? Uh, Dark Souls. Yeah, thematically, okay, so however you want to put it. Dude, this is gonna get so fucking nerdy, dog. It's not even <laughs> no, dude, I don't give a fuck, man. I like video this games. This is geek as fuck. Okay, so essentially, uh, live by the fire. Essentially, the Dark Soul is this ember, pretty much. And the Dark Soul is this kind of like this fire thing that it exists in you. And the fire is essentially your life. So Dark Souls... Life, life source, pretty much, yeah. Is, that ba is it based in, like, ancient times? It's not based on really anything. It's all... It's, like, its own form of mythology, pretty much. So there's, like, this god that is almost like Zeus, but his name is Gwen. Gwen? Yeah. I'm supposed to be afraid of a dude named Gwen. That motherfucker's scary. That Fuck you. His name's Gwen. 
Dude, this motherfucker <laughs> has like a fire, like a lightning attacks and shit like that. And fucking, he, yeah, he's like Zeus. He throws lightnings and essentially like, what happens is that the, the world was nothing at some point. And the only thing that existed back then was like just darkness. No, there was like, no, it was like gray. It was just a gray world. There was nothing. It, there's like just all the gray area that you can imagine. And then out of the nothing, just a fire sparked. So like a big bang. Like a bing bang, exactly. A bing bang. <laughs> like a big bang, right? Bang, bang, bang. So the big bang. <laughs> so that that you know, a fire sparked and from that these like kinda like pygmies started picking up souls and stuff like that. Like they picked up, you know, the fire and they became human. So it was like these like hollow people like picked it up and became human and that's like the fire. But not only that, in the theme of the game your resting spot is a bonfire, and that's oh, how. Oh, okay. That's how you actually travel through like different parts in the game and that's stuff. How you like, fast travel. Like your fast travel. So like, it's all about the fire. Not only that, fire is the reason like that is you're you're human. Oh, okay. So I get it. Live by the fire is because yeah. spark the fire inside you is what start. Oh, okay. That makes sense, man. Holy shit! It actually. Like, and when the fire began is when fucking you know like everything started up like. In, you know, in right, right, space right. and everything. And not only that, one thing that you do a lot in the game, because the game essentially is like, it's weird because it's this whole magical game, like, you know, medieval magical game with huge castles and stuff. But in, right. in some way, it's also like a zombie apocalypse game because essentially it is a zombie thing. You're essentially, your humanity slips from you and you become an undead. So you cannot die. So you're you as a main character are an undead. An you're undead you're cursed. Okay. So you're essentially your humanity has lived from you, and, and now you live by the fire. Is that how it goes? Pretty well. Know. You were always part of the fire because you're always lit. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but, I'm always lit. But like essentially, yeah, your humanity just like leaves you, and you become this thing called hollow, where you're turning pretty much into a zombie. So you cannot die. You're you essentially if they kill you, you just respawn again. Like you crawl out of this. Oh, so that's how they make sense of you respawning all the time, right? Because yeah. you die a fuck ton of times in Dark Souls, from exactly. what I hear. Exactly. So that's why the chorus is die, die. Oh shit, man, that's so crazy. All and from a video game. All from a video game. So that's like kind of like the first concept of Dark Souls, not and stuff like that. Okay. Um, then so now the ne- or is it still in this song? Or you want to go to the yeah, next song? The next song is called "The Freeze Takes Over," and right. essentially what that's talking about is because the main people are turning hollow because the main fire that started to spark everything is fading out. So that that's why people are turning hollow. They're fucking Fuck. the humanity slipping out. But that's like from everybody. Everybody that's deep. That's why everybody's like turning into zombies and they're going insane. So essentially, you turn to after you you're undead, you turn to an unhollow. So it's kind of like you have HIVs and then you have AIDS. AIDS is like hollowing point. You are <laughs> you are brainwashed. There's nothing in you. You're fucking vicious. Like animal. it's just getting worse and worse. Exactly. So okay. the freeze takes over is because the main fire, the fire that you know the center of everything is fading out. So that's why it's just getting cold, dog. Oh, okay. And then that's just an interlude track into ice. Yeah, ice. And then ice is, I guess, when what the 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 lights completely gone, and yeah, the ice is taken over. Well, yeah, exactly. Pretty much It's like in the whole game, you get to go to very different areas 
Okay. Is it like an open game. world game? I've never played yes, it. Yes, it's open world RPG, action RPG. It's okay. fucking awesome. It's such a good game, but a lot of people, it's kind of like either you like it or you don't kind of game. Right. Because it's like, I think feel like that's how good art works. A lot of times, you know, if you feel very divided on on things, it's because it's, it's doing something right, and I feel. It's, then, it's doing something different than our games. No, I, I know what you mean by that. Yeah, if everyone likes it, or if everyone hates it, then I get what you're saying there. The cool thing is that, dude, it was so unique, because it's like, a lot of people watching, like, oh, this is just like Skyrim or something. And yeah, it does follow a lot of uh, the ideas of a normal RPG, but the thing that changes everything on that game is that the the combat system is so much better than in pretty much in any other game I have played. It feels very real. Like your top bottoms are essentially your hands. So on your right, you know the R one and R two. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Is going to do your right hand motions, and then the same thing with the R one. Oh, okay, okay, right. And essentially, you know, like your right hand, you're going to have a a a, a sword, and then your one, you're going to have your shield. So essentially, like your attacks, you know, your R one is your strong attack, and then your R2 is your strong, you know, like your, well, you know, backwards. It, R1 is your soft, and then the R2 is strong. Your strong attack, right. And, and then, then the other one is doing your shield motion. So you could either parry people with it, or you could just defend yourself, that kind of thing. I see. So it's a very advanced combat system for the time. When did the first Dark Souls come Dude, out? Dude, I think it was like 2008 or 2009. Right. And you also have a stamina, stamina bar, so like you cannot endlessly attack. You have wow. to strategize your hits very accurately. And the damn boss in that game, anything, even the sh- the easiest enemy can kill you. Like it's that difficult? Yes. Man, that's all I've heard about that game. That's why I stayed away from that, it. That's why it's difficult, but it's a very realistic game. And that's why it's, it's super real. But like it also has this very addictive, rewarding thing where like you bust your ass so hard and then you, you make it to the next one and you're like, yeah, kind of thing. yeah, yeah, like finally because, I fucking beat that motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. And dude, like I'm telling you, since the battle system is so is so tight, on top of that, you also can run, dash, and shit like that. And you can also use magic and shit, so it's like super cool. So like... That's crazy. I, should, I might have to give this dude, a shot. I still it, have my it's, PS3. It's a fucking good game, bro. It's, it's an excellent game. Actually, they're making the remake of the first one, and they're going to release it on May, I think, 20s. 20 something i think it's major <laughs> or something okay so we're coming back to the to the ep of it so does do the lyrics and ice reflect anything that happened in the game or a level in the game it's more like it it doesn't have to do anything particularly with the theme of the game but it does have references come part of the game right like one part of that's super that is super cold is called the world ariamas Okay. As they have like this kind of like this weird transmutation of like almost like human and dragon, and it's a chick with a scythe. It's so it's kind of like more dedicated to that, but it ice is talking about being trapped under ice, like yeah, like all the pressure and stuff like that you have to deal with and stuff like that. So even though it's kind of still dark, dark souls theme, it's not doesn't have particularly anything to do with dark souls. Right, right. I got you. I I know what you're saying. It kind of fits both of the check marks. And then the next song, Infection. Right. It well in Dark Souls, the only thing that's keeping you alive is this thing called like well your potion is called Estes Flask. So it's this kind of like alcohol that like fucking you pretty much have to consume to like stay stay around and stay kind of like sane so you don't die and lose. wow it's crazy so like 
you you know that's like what inf- infection has to do with part like of like the drinking like uh one of those uh one of the lines is i wish i wouldn't drink so much right but that's just who i am and then infection is talking about the hollowing the curse pretty much that's your infection is like oh. the thing slipping your humanity out pretty much and like the you know all the fucked up things that happen to you makes you, you know start losing kind of yourself and a lot of times the way to cope in that particular video game is that you have to drink this thing so it's it, you know it's a kind of reference for that and then the last song goodbye for now essentially is talking about when you once you you go hollow pretty much once you lose yourself kind of thing damn dude but, i love that song by the way it's my favorite yeah, song that we've made you. on that thank ep you. well no bitch i'm part of it I'm, this is the favorite song we made nigga i think myself all right i'm no. kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding but no but so what how does it tie into dark souls well, pretty much once you essentially you give up, it's like kind of like goodbye. That's when you essentially go hollow okay. at that point. And yeah. Is that why? I mean, yeah, it ends with a piano solo and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like uh, the thing about the cool thing in Dark Souls is that you could actually either decide to like spark the world again or you could just let it decay. Into That's, is that a spoiler alert? Yes, it's too late. <laughs> oh, too late on that one. But, but the, the thing about that, it doesn't matter. Like, you have to see kind of both endings because the cool thing about Dark Souls is that no ending is good. <laughs> it, it depends on how you go about it. Like, it depends. It really depends on the person you are. It, it depends on that kind of person that you think is like, oh, you know, I will sacrifice myself for this decision but in all honesty what's cool about dark souls is that any decision you make uh, uh, towards the end of the game is based on whose side you're kind of like on but the truth is that they're both manipulating you to do something because it's not everything they want is not exactly as it seems right right, right. so pretty much uh the gods the gods that defeated the dragons the the gods are in charge and this disease is coming around and things are kind of like slipping back so Gwyn decided to actually go and respark the fire with himself, but it didn't work. But essentially, if you restart the fire, the gods are still in charge of everything. They're like the lords of everything. They're they're the ones that rule everything. That's some crazy shit. So it's like they he does it just so they can stay in power, kind of thing. So I'm I'm assuming if you play all the games and shit, the story continues in the sequel, exactly. and shit, right? It's just more. It doesn't really continue the story. It's like almost like a separate story in the same universe, but it adds a lot of more explanation into the actual, you know, like... Like a prequel type to, shit or just from like another perspective? No, it's, no, the thing about it's thousands and thousands of years. Oh, okay, okay. The thing about that once the world restarts, like it restarts almost like from zero. Oh, shit. Gotcha. So, yeah, the civilization so, has to evolve again. It has evolved and gone down, evolved and gone down. So, it's like, it's gotten Fuck. lost in time. And That's comes trippy, back. man. Yeah. So, it's like, it's like that. So, you can't tell from exactly what time period, how long ago it is. Right. Some dudes in YouTube have figured it out. I haven't. That's nutty. So, so, so people have gone deep into this yes. shit. Yes. And, uh, and then, like, that's the thing about it. So... You know, you could decide to spark it up and start it again, or you could decide to just walk away and let it die. And the thing that does, if you do that, essentially you're taking the power away from the, you know, from the gods, which the gods, in honesty, are not the good people, in honesty. They're, you know, they're just kind of like another side of the coin. It's just politics, pretty much. Damn. And if you let the world die, 
essentially you're going to be in charge at that point. But the thing is that if you let the fire die, people start losing their humanity and they start turning back into what they truly are. Hollows. Hollows, right. So it's like, it's crazy, man. And then the, the further ga- the other games, they start explaining more things about the disease itself and kind of like how it works. You meet other characters and then Dark Souls 3 is just awesome. It's fun. Uh, I have a, a friend of mine, George, who he really enjoys Dark Souls. He played Bloodborne and stuff. But yeah. getting away from, from the video game stuff, before we wrap up here, <laughs> uh, I, this is a question that I wanted to ask uh, a lot or almost every guest that I have on. So just out of curiosity, man, you've played in a lot of bands or you've played with yeah. more people than, than I or than Vince or Unoya. What's your craziest, like just craziest on stage moment? through all the times that you've played, like whether it's like you were fucked up or some shit happened or I don't know, man, just craziest in your opinion. Oh, dude. I asked I th- Vince and I did not get a fun answer. So I think you have the, more experience. <laughs> the thing about that, like the on stage stuff, I mean, yeah, usually like, I think I do okay on stage, but usually the, the crazy shit doesn't particularly has happened to me on stage. It has happened off the stage. Okay. Kind of stuff. Um, Anything particular comes to mind, or like anything? Well, this is the thing. The, yeah. the most awkward, like, and weird time was one time. I, you know, you know, I was we we're having a Halloween party at at this warehouse I used to have, and we invited a lot of people. There was like quite a few people. Like, it was like twenty three people, and our older drummer invited a lot of people. I invited a lot of people, so a lot of people came through. We had beer, we had chicken wings, tortitos, pizzas, we had everything. It was a lit ass party. We had a bunch of alcohol, and that's where this happens. So I got, I mean, I drank a lot before we, were, we decided we were going to play. Because we were like, okay, we'll play like a couple Halloween horror songs. We'll play some Misfist, some type of Yeah, the classics. Yeah, some Ramones and shit like of that. Of course. It was, so we're like, we're, you know, that, that's what we were playing, you know, for that Halloween. So at one point, I, I, you know, I started walking around, I'm like, Man, I need to take piss. And then when I went to the bathroom, and I started noticing that I cannot stand st- still to pee, I'm like, oh, no. And I look at in the mirror, and I'm fucked up. Oh, shit. Then I hit that point that <laughs> I started realizing, okay, you drank five beers. You took, like, three shots of fucking Fireball, couple Four loco stuff. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, man. I was like, and we're going to play, like, Deep. in 10 minutes. So all I did, I started smacking my face and just putting <laughs> cold water, and oh my god, that's terrible. Also, I was dressed as a voodoo bo- witch doctor, man. So like, you know, because it was Halloween, we of all course. went dressed okay, up. Okay, so you fucking, to the max. Yeah, so it was, we, I was trashed. I was fucked up. So I was, how'd you play? I thought I was fucking up terribly, but then apparently they showed me a video and we did pretty good. But you could like the thing about that, I was in a morph suit. So you couldn't tell my face or anything, but if you couldn't see my face, oh my god, <laughs> man! I'd, I'd probably, I bet you were happy you ended up being in a morph suit, so no one could see how fucked up you were. Yeah, huh? dude, I was fucked up. But anyways, that fucking night, dude, like I kind of like was like, you know, after all that we played out and stuff like that, then we, you know, I was just showing on a couch that we had, and mm, a friend of mine was there and stuff like. That. Well, there's a lot of people. But a lot of things that people don't know is that I sleepwalk, and I severely sleepwalk. And then on top of that, if you're drinking, it just doesn't help. It just makes it way stronger. So fucking, I just got up and started sleepwalking in the party. 
And what I did, I walked straight out into the street. And this is a street that, dude, at that time, there's just trucks just flying 60. Jesus. And I started walking towards the street. And my friend Casey was like, oh, shit, that man's fucked up. And he <laughs> ran. And he literally apparently pulled me from the back of, like, the morsel that I had. And fucking pulled me back. And he said I was, like, literally a feet away from getting hit by a fucking car. Jesus, man. Like, yeah, a car literally careful. flew and honked. And he's like... And then he turned me around. I was like, yo, you good? And fucking, he's like, I was just, apparently I was, when my eyes rolled back and just speaking nonsense because I was fucking, I was sleepwalking. <laughs> so, dude, he apparently tried to pick me up and carry me back into the fucking place. But, dude, I was weighing like 240 pounds, dude. Fucking did not happen. He literally, I think, he said he just put me down. I was like, nah, you too fat. So, he just like, he started walking me towards the thing. They put me on the couch and started pouring cold water in my face and then i finally stopped i'm like yo what's up man and people were just like <laughs> you're like people are like bro what the fuck and there's like what holy shit did something happen <laughs> and then after it's just like they're like dude you almost got killed i'm like how and then they Jesus. started telling me this story and I sincerely I, I didn't believe them i'm like nah this nah no oh, man but dude after i saw the look of horror in everybody's face they're like i was like oh yeah, maybe it was serious, huh? Yeah, it, it it was for real, dude. That is a nutty fucking story. Yeah, dude. That that is one of the times I've been the most fucked up, bro. Yeah, I, that's why I don't get fucked up at gigs. And uh, no, dude, I learned my lesson quick. That after that shit happened, never again. If I do the drinking, I do it after the show. I can perform obviously or do stuff like that. You know, clearly like if that I, fucked up. Yeah. Because I'm definitely like that kind of dude that once I start, it's kind of like hard to stop. So if I start drinking beer and there's beer available, I'm fucking is is going down. Of course, <laughs> fucking, man. I hear you. So it's like I have a very hard time stopping. So pretty much I know now that like I'll do the stuff afterwards. Gotta know your limit, bro. Yeah, no. I definitely, I definitely don't. But the cool thing is that I have good tolerance with beer. I can drink a lot of beer. Actually, yesterday I've... Um, yeah, I went to, uh, my friend Casey, the, Casey, the guy that saved me that time. From that bar getting, crawl, right? Yeah. The, the dude that saved me from getting hit from the truck when I was sleeping actually is his birthday week this time, this week. So essentially we went to like a bar and we drank a couple beers and ate and afterwards we went to Scarlet. Uh-oh. <laughs> and yeah, essentially I drank more over there. And then I just went to drop him off and drove myself back. But, dude, I wasn't fucked up at all. I And I had, like, seven beers. You just drank straight beer? Yeah, I guess with beer, it's not yeah, that crazy. Yeah, beer's not man. that bad, dude. Shots are definitely a lot more dangerous. Yeah, And man. it depends on what the fuck you're drinking. I like whiskey. I'm a whiskey guy. I, I, I like whiskey, too. Crown Whiskey's Royale, my shit, man. Shit. Yeah, it's delicious, man. I also like rum, too. I'm not a big rum guy, but I'll drink some mixture. I like, like Captain Coke Morgan and rum juice. is, like... You just cocaine and rum? No, coke and rum. <laughs> uh, cocaine? No, I'm, I'm not about that life. Oh, man. I, and on that note. Like, dude, my heart, uh, dude, I have a weak heart. Like, I'm telling you, I'm the kind of dude that no, like. No snorting lines for you, huh? No, no. Dude, I'm the kind of dude that if I run from here to the front door, I'll pass the fuck out. Jesus Christ. I'm just, nah, I'm that out of shape. But, like, dude, I can't handle that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm not a cook. I, I went, know. dude. 
I, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me, but dude, I used to be in way better shape back then. So just to give you an idea, and I went to fucking Water Rapids, and dude, I started having like uh, heart arrhythmia, and it was fucking terrible. Like heart my, what? Essentially, your heart starts beating off time. Like, oh, oh yeah, 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 I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah and it that. was, dude. I don't know how I didn't go to the hospital, but it lasted for like four hours. Jesus. And it was, dude, it hurt my chest, dude. And like, it was just that, dude, we're like broke and we're like super Spanish. So like, we have that concept. It's like, oh, you don't go to a hospital until you're fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, I hear what you, yeah, they're like, no, so, you're fine, bro. Take some Robotux. Exactly. So my mom is like, here's Mentor. some aspirin. Oh, <laughs> just man. Got that kind of shit, dude. I was like, oh, fuck, man. I was putting literally bags of ice just to like cool myself down because I was like literally sweating boards and the heart just like kept on going. I'm like, this makes no sense. What the fuck? That's, that's so, scary. Dude. So like, dude, I had that from going to Water Rapids. And I'm thinking about like when that shit happened, and as it was happening, I'm like, bro, I should probably never do cocaine. Cause if this is how I handle going down a fucking slide, and fucking, yeah. I, I don't know how the fuck I would take it if, if I could take a fucking line. So I'm like, yeah, I feel like pe- there's certain people I can definitely do drugs and function very well, and then also you know the people that obviously cannot handle their shit, and you know they they can't stop and shit and. I'm definitely that addicted personality, and plus, my phys- uh, physically, I'm not, I don't know how capable I am of handling it, so. So, uh, I, I, yeah, no coke for you. No coke for me, man. Gotcha. Well, you heard it here first, folks. You know it says, don't do cocaine. And on that note. Oh, no, no. I... No, fuck you. On that note, <laughs> no cocaine. Now, on thank you for joining me, Alex. No cocaine, all right? No thank cocaine. You. No, but for real, man, thank you. It's been a pleasure doing this, man. I think how long have we been going on, producer? Shit, I'm fucked up. Are we gonna go with seconds again? Fifty-six minutes. All right, man. That's an hour, man. I yeah, that's, that's. I think that's a wrap, man. It's time to call it a wrap, bro. Thanks for Dude, joining us here at the throne. Talking about raps, I might go to our Publix and get me some raps. All right, it's rap time, people. Until hey, next yeah. episode, where I'm gonna be interviewing somebody else. Peace. It's hopefully, more interesting than me. <laughs> Fuck you. you. All right.